Welcome to This Week with Lordship Community Church. I'm the Reverend Jeff Lucas, and I'm the pastor here. This week's podcast is part of our Easter season worship series, Dare to Dance Again. I hope that you're able to find God in these moments. You can learn more about our church at www.thelordshipchurch.org. Thank you, and have a great day. stories sing out strong dare to dance with freedom your whole life long dare to dance again a reading from the gospel according to john jesus said as god has loved me so i have loved you abide in my love i have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing but I have called you friends. And from the Acts of the Apostles, while Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who heard the word. The Jewish believers who had come with Peter were astounded that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter said, Can anyone withhold the water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? So he ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they invited him to stay for several days. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh God, you have prepared for those who love you such good things as surpasses our understanding. Pour into our hearts such love towards you that we, loving you in all things and above all things, may obtain your promises, which exceed all that we can desire. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. You know, one of the things that I have come to understand over the course of my faith journey is that God's going to do what God's going to do. And often that means widening my understanding of who God welcomes at God's table. More and more I realize that God is all about an expansive and an inclusive kingdom where no one is excluded. 
And the more I read the book of the Bible called the Acts of the Apostles, which tells the story of that early church right after Jesus' resurrection, the more I understand that book as the story of God and God's Holy Spirit opening up the mind of the believers to welcome more and more and more people into God's church. Today's reading from the book of Acts is one example of that. Last week's reading was another example of that. Now, our reading today is part of a much larger story, and I think it's the easiest way for us to make sense of it is to tell this story from the beginning. Now, last week we explored the story of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, that genderqueer black man from Africa, and how the story was a conversion story not only of the eunuch, but also of Philip. In the book of Acts, that the story that follows that is the story of Saul, the Jewish Pharisee, who is actively persecuting these new Jesus followers. Saul has a mystical experience, a mystical encounter with the risen Christ, repents, changes his name to Paul, and is now a Jesus follower, not, and not only a Jesus follower, becomes one of the great apostles. This is the same Paul that is the author of many of the books that we have in our Bible. And today's story is a conversion story of Peter. Yes, the same Peter that denied Jesus at the crucifixion. We know that Peter is a Jesus follower who ra was raised a devout Jew. He, so he had various assumptions, as we all do, about how the world worked, who could do what, and who was not allowed or unable to do things. And then Peter had a miraculous vision. The fact that it was miraculous suggests that it it's not an everyday occurrence. If miracles happened every day, then we would likely stop thinking of them as miracles, right? So Peter had a vision. Peter's vision was of a sheet, you know, like a bed sheet, coming down from heaven with lots of animals in the sheet. And the one thing that all these animals had that were in this sheet is that according to Jewish law, they were unclean and therefore should not be eaten. Peter hears a voice saying that he should kill and eat the animals. No way, he says. I observe the laws. I'm a good Jew. I'm not going to eat anything unclean. I created those animals, said the voice of God. Are you saying that I made something unclean? Peter's vision ends just in time for him, for him to receive some unexpected visitors. These visitors turned up at Peter's house because their boss, a Roman centurion called Cornelius, had also been having an unusual time. Cornelius, in the Bible, is described as a God-fearer. This means that he is searching for God and is drawn by certain things about the faith but he's not really sure what it all means. 
Cornelius then sees an angel who tells him to go and find this man called Peter, also known as Simon, and where this person can be found. So Cornelius does what the angel says. And you would too, wouldn't you? So these two visitors from Cornelius turn up at Peter's house. And they tell the story of what had been happening to Cornelius, asking Peter to go with him. Peter's intrigued. So he takes some of his friends along with him, just in case. And he sets off with his visitors back to see Cornelius, who has assembled some of his like-minded friends back at his house for the arrival of Peter. Cornelius has no idea what is going to happen, but he's sure that something will. Peter has seen a vision and heard that someone else had seen a vision and must be wondering what's going to happen. Now, the issue here is that Cornelius is a Gentile, and so are his friends. Gentiles is a churchy word that, you know, you hear sometimes in church and when we're reading the Bible. It simply means the people in that time and in that area who were not Jews, those who are outside the family of God. And this fact is why what is about to happen is so big. It is such a tough thing for Peter to understand and to get his head around. His whole, in his, for his whole life, Gentiles have been considered the outsiders. And for his whole life, Peter has had little or no interaction with Gentiles. So when Peter arrives at Cornelius' house, he asks him to explain what is happening. Peter is unsure what the protocol is for a situation like this. One thing he does know is that what he would have done in the past, he can't do anymore. In his past, Peter would not have entered the house of a Gentile. The Jewish laws prohibited him from eating at table with Gentiles. But things seem to be changing. Peter had this vision in which he was told by a voice not to think anything unclean that God has created. And God created all people, so Peter should not think of the Gentiles as unclean. Now, it doesn't matter how miraculous Peter's vision was. I think Peter, like you and me, would have still been nervous. All of his life he has known that he should not enter the house of a Gentile. And so we can imagine Peter going in and speaking to them, sharing a drink with them after the journey, but doing all of that with a lot of anxiousness and nervousness. It went against everything that he had known and he had done. Not quite sure what else to do, Peter starts to speak of Jesus and preach to the folks who are gathered there. Friends, this is where our reading picks up today. While Peter is still speaking, the Holy Spirit comes to everyone who is listening. The believing Jews who had come with Peter, they couldn't even believe it. They couldn't believe that the gift of the Holy Spirit was being poured out on these outsider non-Jews. But there it was. They heard them speaking in tongues, heard them praising God. Perhaps Peter shouldn't have been surprised. I mean, he had, as we will remember in a few weeks, preached a sermon on Pentecost in which he had spoken about the scriptures 
and about how the Spirit of God was being poured out on all flesh, even the Gentiles. You know, one thing about the lectionary is that in the narrative of Acts, this has already happened, but we're going to hear about it in a couple of weeks when we read it on this, when we celebrate Pentecost. So Peter preaches this sermon on Pentecost. And even so, Peter is, and his friends are still so surprised by what just happened. God had to do something so remarkable so that Cornelius and his friends could receive the Spirit. And so Peter and his friends could have their eyes opened to what God was doing in the world. Peter himself had to be converted in order for all of this to take place. His assumptions, his understanding of God had to be undone. His idea that here was a Roman soldier, a Gentile, who was so far outside of what Peter thought was God's plan of salvation that the Spirit of God couldn't fill him. I think Peter is a lot like us some days. There are still people who we think the Holy Spirit couldn't fill, There are some people who we think could never begin to show dramatic and visible change that Cornelius and his friends go through. That that change could be speaking in tongues. It could be someone changing from being very angry to finding peace. From struggling with addiction to finding freedom. From feeling guilty to finding forgiveness. It could be someone who has only known grief being filled with joy. It could be someone who is hurt and handing that hurt over properly to God. And sometimes, I suspect that for some of us, the person we most feel like the Holy Spirit would never dramatically fill, resulting in a dramatic change, is our own selves. Peter eating and drinking with a Roman centurion? Never, never, never. A Gentile anointed with the same spirit of God that has anointed the great prophets of Israel like Moses and Elijah and Jesus? Never, no way. As Peter says in verse 34, we really are learning that God shows no partiality when it comes to whom God loves and who is included in God's kingdom. I wonder if we can hear what an upsetting, exciting, world-reversing word this might have been to those whose faith was based upon the assumptions of partiality, on those who had suffered in spite of and because of this partiality, and yet still believed. It is not an easy word to hear. Throughout Acts, step by step, laying scriptural proof upon, upon scriptural proof, gradually edging out of Jerusalem into Samaria, now into Joppa, 
past converted Samaritans, and then the eunuch Luke, the author of the book of Acts, has brought us face to face with this Roman centurion, this Roman soldier, so that we may feel the full blast of the gospel breaking through. So we may feel the reluctance of the disciples to be there. So we may know how long and how painful their journey was towards the realization of the full and frightening implications of the gospel. God shows no partiality. God loves everyone. In what ways does the Holy Spirit need to break through in your life to complete your joy? The way God completed the joy of Cornelius, the way God completed the joy of Peter in the realization that there is nothing stopping them from the, bringing them to the waters of baptism. Friends, you are Loved by God, no matter what. Your neighbor, no matter who they are, may be, loved by God, no matter what. This is the good news that many of us need to hear today. God shows no partiality. Thank God for that. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. And you can visit us at www.thelordshipchurch.org where you can find a link to make a donation towards our ministries. Thank you and God bless.